Welcome to EG Property Podcasts. I'm Akansha Sony, the residential reporter at EG, and for my debut in this series, I'm sitting down with Jack Spearman, the managing director of Long Harbour's single-family housing platform, and Sogul Zarin Chang, the managing director at Way of Life, Long Harbour's long-term operating platform, to discuss the launch of its new platform into the single-family housing market. Thank you for being here with me. So, Jack, could you tell us how your first few days have been? Yeah, thanks. Um, well, it's been uh, it's been busy. Um, we've uh, we've been um, uh, obviously you know very excited to launch the the platform, and um, we are hoping over the next sort of couple of months to be able to share a bit more. But it's been a, it's been a busy few first few days. Yeah, well, so we we are um, obviously we're we're very active in the multifamily, um, and uh, as a business, we are keen to um, we we have been keen for a while to to enter into the single family space, and we think um, now is a good time. And the, you know we're looking to create a platform of scale, uh, and it's not overly complicated. We're, we're looking to deliver um, quality new build homes for rental um, with exceptional customer service and management. As I say, looking at Segal, um, but obviously we have an, an amazing platform and way of life, and we're looking to leverage both our experience in um, the residential rental sector as an investor, but also as a as an operator. How do you intend on standing out from the competition in the single-family housing market? Well, I think, as as you know, there's there's well, there's been quite a lot of um, a lot of uh, reports recently. This night, Frank and Savills have come yeah. out quite recently with various reports around single-family, and, and um, like all these sort of relatively nascent sectors, there's a lot of talk, um, and um, we're looking excitedly towards the future of you know how much investment is going to flow into the sector. Um, I think, as I said from the start, we're not. You know, we're not approaching this with a in a huge from a hugely sort of complex perspective. We're looking at what is out there at the moment, and that is predominantly poor quality um, rental homes. Uh, if you look in, uh, there are about three million single family houses at the moment, and they are predominantly run by what we call sort of buy to let investors of one or two properties um, being managed. You know. At different standards and the quality of the house itself you know all very differing standards and we see there's a huge opportunity to to bring our exceptional uh, management platform in and acquire assets of very high quality and if you look at where the um you know sort of direction of travel has been there are fewer and fewer single family houses in the market as we see um, a number of factors pushing down um the supply well that's still that great demand and I think our ability to to buy um, new homes through our accident relationships we've fostered over the last 10-12 years as a business and Sagal's amazing business of way of life to offer that um, you know, very very clear customer service orientated management platform um, where our customers are going to be speaking directly to their landlord there's no there's no disintermediation between different letting agents of different from different areas um we approach it vertically integrated and we're very excited that sort of it's a it's a hugely scalable platform for us so sogo you have been managing a multi-family platform for long harbor for a while so how are you going to be implementing that knowledge to the single family housing market now so I, I guess I have been fortunate enough to be a part of the built rent journeys from early days. Uh, what we're going through, in my opinion, is the evolution of the built rent multifamily 
So with interest rate going up and the mortgage being a uh, highest liability, people are now looking to rent. And as part of that search, they're looking for somewhere that they can belong to and they can call it home or rather than being worried about the constant move or going from one place to another place. So I think um, we have the right uh, platform which can serve different what I call a living sector, single family home being one of them. And we can provide a you know, choice to our customers where they can have peace of mind and they can have a responsible landlord looking after them. And you know, this is something that we're doing for multifamily. Yes, there are differences between multifamily and single family homes, but in reality, they're looking for you know, great uh, communication channels, responsible landlord in terms of the repair and maintenance that Jack alluded to, and also, you know, if there are legislation coming uh, in future, we are there to provide them with the service that they deserve and employ the contractors that they trustworthy and they're reliable. So could you expand on some of the major differences you think you'll find between the multifamily and single family housing platforms from a management perspective? So I think in terms of the platform, not much, but if you look at the, the clients, there are different clients group. We're looking at families rather than what we call a young professionals. They probably been renting for a while or they've been thinking about renting or buying, but due to, you know, some of the challenges around, you know, the the help from the government in relation to the end of help to buy and also the mortgage going up, they've now looking for a home. So the difference is that they are mainly families. They're looking for a long term. They're looking for a secure tenure, which is, you know, over 12 months. And they're looking for a community that they can integrate it within. So if you look at the multifamilies, we're talking about amenity spaces and, you know, that community engagement. But for single family home is not about where they live, it's about how they integrate to a bigger community. And that's our role to make sure that we give them the tools to be able to integrate, to have the knowledge and make a informal decision about where they're living. And we did touch on the Savills and Knight Frank report. There is a lot of investment that is chasing the single family housing market. So why has Long Harbour chosen this environment to s- launch this platform? It's a good, you know, the, the, the question is of why now? There is, of course, from a, an investment perspective, we look at the housing market more generally, and we are in a cycle, part of the cycle where um, there is, you know, there are buying options out there, um, and you know, part of our, of course, what we're looking to do is create a platform of scale, and scaling is about getting hold of of, of houses. And uh, at the moment, there is an opportunity to do that um, quite quickly. Um, there are lots of housing housing states out there which are selling far slower than they have before, and of course, you know, as a starting a starting piece, there's an opportunity there to buy and to buy well and to, to scale up quite quickly. So. You know, we're excited. We've been looking at it for a while. We think this is this is a really good time now. Um, we're seeing some of those. You know, we're not saying there's a, a a huge problem, but we are seeing in certain areas and certain um, schemes there's opportunities to buy significant um, proportions um, where it works. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, you know, I think it's it's also a time when you look at investor sentiment. Um, obviously, at the back end of last year, yeah, people were um, were slightly sort of. Um, you know, we're slightly shocked with the results of what happened after sort of what we call the trustonomics, and that's set, certainly set back a lot of investors and in the sentiment. Um, 
because not, not you know not a huge amount has changed fundamentally from the back end of last year to early this year. But I think what we are seeing is slowly a bit more confidence coming back, and I think so now is now is that is a good time where people are seeing a bit more of that. Um, yeah, I say that, that that confidence showing through investors and through you know where you're seeing uh, whether it's share prices of the major developers, people are seeing a bit more of a recovery. Um, you know, who's to say whether that's going to continue flatline or or crater again? But at the moment, it feels like that there is a sort of more positive sentiment, and that's sort of something we're looking to take advantage of. So what will be Long Harbour's strategy in acquiring new uh, schemes for this platform? You know, we are looking to scale up. So we'll, you know, what, what is a strategy? We want to, over the next five years, ramp up to being able to, you know, to, to buy and, and deliver over a thousand homes a year. Um, you know, that's, I think you know, that's doable based on our, on our track record before. Um, you know, we've, we, we've, we can do that. Um, and I think we are looking maybe unlike some other people but like others we're not at the moment looking at a sort of a, a highly amenitized single family offering i think really the opportunity uh, you know if that sounds like a bit like a broken record but is is trying to cater to those people who actually just want a, a, a good quality home and to be well managed and to be looked after and made to feel like their home um, and if you see what's out there currently there's just not enough of that out there and that is the opportunity now and so that means buying good quality homes, providing great service. Um, and I think, you know, we want to ramp up, as I said, to, to buying over a thousand homes and delivering those for rent. Um, and that's, you know, that's going to be a challenge, definitely, but I'm, but I'm confident we can do it. And I think we are, you know, we're going to be very focused on, you know, what are we buying? Um, I'm sure we'll touch on that a bit later, but what type of housing is it? Um, how it's been made? Is it very efficient? Um, does it have legacy issues around for example heat and supply of energy and um, we're very cognizant around those sorts of issues um, we're not looking to as i said we're not looking to to buy and create communities of just for rental i think we're very very pro a sort of a, a mixed tenure um, a nice community feel of renters owners um, you know and i think that's that's really important to that sort of longer term success of having rental and owners together and creating that longer term security people like the idea of of living somewhere well they should stay you know they should be able to stay there the, you know the, the cost of moving alone um it can be quite prohibitive for people and i think we're sort of catering again to that aspect um so just i'm, I'm going off, off slightly off piece but coming back to sort of the 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 strategy is you know we're not we're not looking to, to build huge schemes with you know amazing amenity i don't think that's where we are yet personally um I think we're looking to, to buy into great locations, great communities, and you know I, I personally like the idea of mixing um, rental homes amongst people who live there, uh, and that's sort of where we're going to focus on. And, and in terms of scale, that what we've learned in the past is, if I'm honest, we'll, we'll buy at the lower end of the scale, so maybe 20, 20 houses mm-hmm. uh, in a scheme out of forty, um, or out of a hundred by twenty, but we'll also go up to the, the higher end of the scale, you know, maybe if it's a much larger scheme. So we're, we're quite agnostic to how we get there, and I'm not, so we're not being overly prescriptive because we're also aware this market will shift, much like we saw in, in multifamily, which was originally the sort of the PRS, which then moved into multifamily. You saw a shift as people started going up the risk curve to get their um, get their returns, uh, and frankly, to get access to to, to, to stock, um, and that is going to happen in, in single family undoubtedly, and and. Um, I'm sure we'll find ourselves on that journey as yeah. well, but for for the moment, we're, we're we're focusing on what what can be delivered relatively soon in the next you know twelve, eighteen, twenty four months that fits our criteria, 
and we're quite agnostic in terms of scale. Um, but I am quite I'm quite keen to make sure we are buying nice sort of mixed communities, and that's that's key I think in terms of part of sort of the the you know again the sort of the social aspect of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Which I think just picking up on what Jack mentioned, I think this is more about complementing multifamily and providing a different products for the end users. Not everyone would like to live in high rise and multifamilies or a studios and a one beds. But if you look at the single family, you know, you're looking at the size of the uh, property, you're looking at, you know, potentially having a garden, you have more flexibility. And I think that's the route for move people towards having more responsibility and ownership before they actually buy a house uh, as well. So in the a thousand homes coming yeah. up in the next year, yeah. are you looking at buying existing stock or are you looking at buying con- uh, consented land and building your own stock? Or? I mean, I think it, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a large aspiration to get there. And I mm-hmm. think we're going to have to look at all routes to get there. Um, I think we are going to be looking at what's available now mm-hmm. and um, taking sort of advantage of what is available now. But of course, we've got to make sure we're looking at the right places, the right locations. And we're making sure that what we're buying is future proof. Um, we, we touched a little bit on it, but there's a huge, um, I think there's a huge part that this, the investment sector have to play here in, in I would say, bringing the, um, the industry forward when it comes to the sustainability side of things. Um, you know, we are seeing, for example, that from a, from a end consumer who's buying a house, they're not really that interested, whether it's gas or whatever else, because they'll just take what they what they're given slightly and what they know. Whereas we see it quite an exciting way of actually as a sector pushing the developers a little bit harder to get to those targets quicker. Um, you know, already we're in a better position. You're looking at um, again if you go to the I think it's English housing survey which Mike Frank referred to, um the it's something like um there are I think seventy percent of um of all homes in single family are EPCD rated or worse. Um, and you know everything we'll be buying will be B or better. Um, so small things like that, and, and driving, you know, to, frankly, to a better rating, driving to more sustainable building te- techniques, um, ensuring you know that that pathway to net zero by 2030 from an operational perspective is is um, is pushed. And so there's a huge opportunity there, um, and that obviously features as part of how we're going to you know, how we're going to scale the business. Um, so we need to make sure we are buying the right type of homes and delivering the right type of homes um, and uh, you know a key aspect of that is going to be making sure that the homes are fit for purpose not just for now but for the next 20-30 years and, and, and pushing the sector into that sort of that drive to net zero. And Sogo from a management perspective how are you focusing on sustainability in the single family housing platform? So I think uh, Jack mentioned something about first the quality of the product that's the f- you know beginning of the journey you need to make sure that they are sustainable their apc rating but you also have few other technologies like we everybody's talking about uh, smart meters which you know they are basically standard practices these days and when people are living in a single family homes uh, you would like to have less involvement on day-to-day activities but you also want to educate your customers in terms of how to make uh, you know the best use of the smart readers in their properties so there are few 
um, what I call um, educational piece that we can use of a residence portal to, you know, publish that anything to do with like how to look after your home when you're going on holiday, you know, how to turn off everything, you know, look for the leak uh, and all of those things that, you know, it can play a big part in terms of uh, first making the home sustainable and also supporting your residents in terms of cost of living and reducing, you know, their uh, living cost, basically. And, you know, there are obviously the technology there for us that we can just push few things. We can, uh, you know, involve them in number of, you know, sending communication messages. But you're not talking about, you know, multifamily high rise. You also want to give them the, the freedom, but the tools to be able to use it as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're quite excited about. We, we've got um, uh, a company called Longevity, who are sort of a sort of um, part of the Long Harbour Group, and they're one of the global leading uh, sustainability advisors, and they're going to be advising us um, on this fund. And we're really excited. Some of the things we've been talking about with them is around, for example, biodiversity. Um, with a buy, if we're going to be uh, the aspiration to have, you know, four or five thousand homes and more. That's a lot of green space potentially, um, mm-hmm. and we're looking, for example, at how to use that green space, what to plant. Um, going back to the education part for for our yep. customers, you know, what to do, what not to do, um, you know, and really simple things. But when you start building up uh, the amount of land and green space that could be, that does have start to have an impact. So we're quite excited about you know what the practical things we can do. They actually have a difference. Um, so that's that's exciting. And speaking of Long Harbour's partners, you also have long-term investment partners for your multifamily business. And you've also uh, appointed CBRE to raise capital for your single housing venture. Yes. So how is that going? How much capital are you looking to raise for this venture? So we, we, you know, to, to meet those sort of targets of where we want to get to, as I said, that they are, um, I, I think, achievable. But I think they're, opti- you know, they're, they're so not, I wouldn't say optimistic, they're, they're achievable. But um we look, we're in a in a position where we're very lucky uh, as Long Harbour. We we have an incredible investment management platform. We have an op- amazing operational platform. Um, we develop in our multifamily space, and we have our advisory business. And so we're a we're a fantastic opportunity for um, for investors looking to invest in living space. That's why they come to us. We we can sort of do it all. Um, and of course, we've got some very committed existing investors in our multifamily fund uh, who've been incredibly supportive. And you know, we're already we're speaking to a number of investors who are very excited. So we obviously can't go into a huge amount of detail, um, but we are, you know, we're 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 looking to sort of um, to emulate what we've done in that in that sector. Um, and they're you know they've they're committed and, and and going beyond a billion already in multi multi-family, and that's where we need to be in single family. Um, you know, I'm not we're not going out there sort of saying that's where we're going to be day one, but you know our aspirations are to get to those sorts of levels, um, and that's you know well, that's what CBRE are going to be helping us with. So for your goal of a thousand homes in a year, you'll need about a billion of capital? Yeah, I mean, I think I've worked it out at about, yeah, about a bit more than that, but yeah, <laughs> one and a half. Yeah, if, if we sort of ramp up to uh, about five, yeah, about, about four and a half, five thousand, yes, exactly. Perfect, yeah. Um, and the wider ma- market is facing the macroeconomic challenges, which we've touched on, but from an uh, inflationary period that we're in and the cost of living that's going on how do you think single family housing is going to withstand those challenges um well i think you know it's incumbent upon the investment sector to to be very um we'll be very mindful about how we position this um this is this is not an affordable product but it is it is also we need to make sure that we are cognizant about 
as a sector um, what we're providing. We're providing some, somewhere for somebody to live in. And I think one of the key things we can do is ensure we're a responsible landlord, we're being responsive um, to to all sorts of whether it's maintenance repair issues um you know that comes with huge benefits frankly yeah. if you don't have to fix fix everything yourself you know that's part of the great package that the way of life brings along um and i think there's a very we think there's a very nice aligned interest you know we we want people to stay longer term um and we we hope they will and that's certainly what 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 the research would suggest you know that those over over 35 are staying for three you know majority of them are staying for three years or longer um, and I think that's that's key is, is that security part I, I touched on you know people being forced to move because of shorter tenancies I think that's where our role is ensuring that we're giving people that security if they're in a location if their kids are in a school or they're in a particular job that they don't you know that every year is not like a, a ticking time bomb to sort of they're being a serve notice to move on and I think um, that's a key part of being the responsible investor in this place um, and of course will will be will be part of that i think it's you know it's incumbent upon the on the community to to make sure that that is that is part of any um any platform that that we're delivering that responsible responsible landlord and cost of capital is widely seen as one of the biggest challenges of single family housing market as well with new players with low costs of capital coming into the space how is the market do you think the market is getting more competitive um it's, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. Lots of people have got different ideas about, and this slightly links to sort of rental growth as well, but lots of people have different ideas about, you know, are there going to be so many new, new entrants that actually it sort of it absorbs a lot of that rental growth because suddenly there's much more supply. Um, I think it's, it's I, I do think you want the right type of longer term investor with a low cost of capital in this. It, this is not a, um, you know, it's, it's, it's housing. You need a long, relatively patient capital. Uh, and that's a sort of I think what we're seeing now is more people coming into sector with that sort of longer term patient capital, like sort of longer term pension funds. Um, particularly, you know, it was maybe dominated earlier by a few early movers who saw, you know, with a bit of leverage they could they could get a, you know some slightly more interesting returns. But I do think it's you know, it it shows strong returns, strong correlation to to inflation, of course. Um, but at the same time, you are looking for that sort of stable of core capital that's you know this is i don't think that's the right type of cost of capital to be in this this sector um and that's not to say it's not exciting but i think it's very resilient and that's shown over the past to be a very resilient sector and that's why you know we're looking to that that sort of pot of capital and you're currently in the market looking for capital yourself so are you seeing a more diverse pool of investors um i think it wouldn't be no it's, it's not a huge surprise as to who's who's out there and who's interested um as I said, I think it's, we are looking at those longer-term institutional um, players, and um, it's you know we'll we'll see we'll see you know who's there at the end. But I think we're um, you know our, we've got a sort of a, a, a very good track record of attracting longer-term pension fund investors who take a longer-term view. That's always been the way we've we've done things at Long Harbour. Um, you look at our some of our other funds; they've got a very long-term horizon, um, and I think that's very much the ethos of the business is taking a longer term view of these rather there's no sort of short sharp win here it's a, a longer term view and that those are the type of investors that we are we're seeing um and uh, i think that's what we're looking looking to attract going forward and um something we haven't touched on yet is the geographies you're looking at in expanding this platform yeah i mean it's uh, i look at sago as you <laughs> <should say> she <laughs> 
where where are you going to send me jack um i, th- I think it's a good question um about geography clearly uh there's got, I think there's got to be a blend. Um, people are looking at the UK more generally, having exposure to the UK housing more generally. So there has to be a blend. And with the blend, you get a blend of, of higher yielding assets with some more higher capital growth in different regions. Um, so I think you know we're, we're going to be led by quite micro levels sort of factors, whether it's around sort of micro levels of employment or good schooling, um, good, good transport and connectivity. Because um, I think there's a question to Sogal really around sort of the management aspect of that. I mean, I, I mean, I'll let Segal talk about that sort of that technology, that end-to-end technology that way of life can bring. Um, but I think broadly, we are, you know, we're going to be, we don't want to be overweight in any particular part of the UK, um, and inevitably there will be a, a slight weighting towards um, uh, areas of potentially sort of higher capital growth and lower yielding areas. So you would see maybe the south southeast being having a little bit more of a weighting, but we want to be, you know, across across the UK. To get across that the UK so yeah. are you looking at the big six major cities are you looking at London commuter areas uh, so so all, all of the above you know we've looked at um, we're looking and we'll have a number of opportunities we're looking at where they are they're either as you say they're commuting into London um, or they're commuting to regional cities regional centres um, you have uh, you know these mi- a lot of micro locations have very high employment centres just on their doorstep that, that we don't see outside of a, maybe an urban London or an urban bubble and there are lots of um, high sort of environment quality um, sort of economic centres across the UK and we're looking at making sure we're nearby those and, and ensuring they are well well linked to transport if they need to move around regionally um, but I think you know we are we're not ruling out for certainly certain any areas um, we'll go in have a look at the area look at the micro sort of dynamics of the rental market there look at who's who's employing people um, look at sort of the schools look at the sort of the uh, the sort of local community and amenities um, whether it can support what we what we want uh, and also looking a uh, key looking at the, the transport um, local transport and I think a lot of it will come down to um, you know sort of in one area it might just it's just going to make sense in other areas you're going to find that the, the, um, the open market is going to be more competitive than than rental um, but I think yeah, it's we're, we're not concerned. I think so. Go from yeah. a, from a management perspective, and that's that's the joy of, of of such a capable platform, is that we don't have to rely on that on yeah. that sort of that you know sort of. <laughs> so <laughs> I just yeah. yeah, I think just picking up from what Jack mentioned around the requirements for a single family home, I will say is probably ninety percent of that will also apply to multi-family being close to transport hub, you know, a, a local school, and you know having the the community support that you need uh, for people and you know we we uh, we're now currently have assets in uh, Gillingham we have in Birmingham we have in Leicester we have in London so we've been quite opportunistic with the multi-family asset as well so anywhere that we think is can you know make sense and there is a demand as Jack mentioned in terms of the employment you know what people are looking for we're happy to move in Jack mentioned about other you know management platforms so technology has been a big part of what we what we've actually focused on in the past few years in terms of like we want to make sure that we have a platform which caters from you know, one end to the other end is from the time that people are looking for accommodation, to do the viewings, to do the letting, moving them in, looking after them in, in relation to the repair and maintenance and having a communication channel. So for us, it's just a, 
and you know extension of what we're doing and using the technology and you know the difference between that is with a single family we might end up with eight ten fifteen uh, properties in one location instead of hundred but the the basic and the principle is the same and the technology that we develop is can actually not only cater for the single family you can help with any other you know living sector call it co-living call it the student accommodation and that's the the beauty of what we have and we invested on so you did mention you could have 15 20 units in one location as well but what are some of the larger scale developments you could have in single family housing how big would you be willing to go at this stage I mean, I think it's a, it's a tricky question to answer because um, it's going to depend where you are and I think it's going to depend on um, what the local market's doing. Um, I think you know, one, of, one of the key things I, I love about single family housing as, a, as an investment from an investment perspective is the ability to have quite diverse risk pools so you can um, you, you are able to um, deploy capital over quite a diverse geographic area um, and that is uh, I would say beneficial from a risk perspective because you're able to not you don't have to put such high um, geographic concentration risk on some of your portfolios. Um, so I don't think you know uh, it's I'm not saying we're going to say our first transaction will be sort of 500 homes in one location because I think what we want to create is that sort of broader portfolio uh, effect. Um, and I think I, I, you know, I can't say for certain. You know, we we have looked at as few as 20 and as many as 200 you know and i think they work in certain locations um, where the where the sort of the the demand for them works um and you know so a, a location for example that we everyone sort of knows quite a lot about sort of cambridge has got huge rental demand um we've seen some single family operators go in there on a, on a full you know fully amenitized and, and that po- will probably work really well in that location because there's such a huge demand for renting um, but in other other locations where they clearly the community can only absorb a certain number of homes uh, and that, but actually it's a great rental dynamic and you want to be in that area uh, as far as i'm concerned that makes a huge amount of sense for us to be to be there um so i, I like that idea and i like sort of the granularity of to being able to you know these are single dwelling single homes um highly liquid um slightly different to, to, to multifamily sogo you have operated large-scale multifamily developments for long harbour so what do you think are some of the challenges that would come with the 200 home single family housing development in a particular location? <laughs> I, th- I think Jack will uh, definitely set us nice challenges uh, to start with. But I think that, you know, we all we need to recognize that the multifamily and a single family have their own differences. I think from my point of view, you have less involvements in day to day activities, which is fantastic uh, and you know you have people who are staying there for a longer period so the churn will be lower the, your void rate will be lower and you know you have less of doing any marketing but uh, you're there to provide a service for them when they need it um, you know we're not going to have 24 7 concierge for them so we expect them to know what number to call if there is any emergency either calling us or calling someone else and we're talking about families so the dynamic will be slightly different. Their needs will be different. So th- in terms of, you know, what we're p- providing them through other portals, residence portal, the information will be 
also different. There are basic information that you provide, but you also want them to, as I mentioned earlier, in terms of knowing a bit more about the, the local community. And you just want them to take that ownership and responsibility rather than you being there every day. You're not going to knock their door. You're not going to check on them on a daily basis. But, you know, as a responsible landlord, you need to make sure that you have yeah. some kind of a communication it's a, it's a channel fine, yeah. going. I mean, I think our experience has shown it's a fine balance of of being present, but not, you know, but not, you know, not sort of ever present that you sort of you're overbearing because this is... At the end of the day, these, we want to make it clear: this is these people. This their homes. They, they they need to live there free of people sort of breathing down their neck. And I think that's a huge part of the opportunity and the balance between you know in multifamily. We see it, there is a more of a demand for that that sort of interaction, isn't there? And I mean, handholding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's probably you know, got a lot to do with where people are in their sort of where they are in life and their journey. Are they sort of starting out with careers? Are they sort of they're quite early on in their sort of living experience on their own? very different type of um you know different type of customer you're going to see um so i think and i think we're, we're pretty clear on 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 so what what challenges that will have you know in terms of sagal has said you know you're going to have you know dealing with families so that that's quite a key aspect to, to, to maybe individuals or couples and so there's there's going to be different different stresses and different um factors but you know i think we're we're quite you know we're, we're quite aware of, of of the differences and we're, we're comfortable that you know the platform fundamentally has got all the key yeah. the key parts to it oh, young professionals multifamily young couples families single family would you also look at retirement housing further down the line i mean look i mean you only have to look at some of the um the studies into uh i think there was a, there was a um what's it think blue who, who released a sort of a a, a a sort of think tank sort of paper on on retirement living um you know, it's 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 not something we're currently looking at, but uh, you know, not, as, as a population, we are gradually all getting older, and the fewer people, the population growth is 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 lower. Um, so ultimately, there's going to be a sector that needs to to respond um, to that, and you know, we're seeing all sorts of different models coming on from different places, and um, it seems, seems like a very exciting sector. And what about the other way, co-living, PBSA? Yeah, I think you know we're, we are. You know, we're, we're sort of, open. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think, I think. So, so what Sagal so the, the key, what we, what we're excited about is having created um, this this way of life platform. And well, I say we, but Sagal creating that platform, the, the ability to to put it into any sort of living sector is very exciting. Um, and that sort of the the end to end and the technology that we've invested is, is it really is quite impressive um, from you know a journey that five years ago would have involved quite a few hours of work uh, a lot of human error a lot of um, communication sort of telephone calls emails up going missed is now all can you know, condensed into an incredibly efficient very community so it's great for investors they can see things live you know you don't have this sort of delay of i'll get back to you in in, in two weeks time once i've worked out what the spreadsheet's saying actually you say here you go log in have a look yourself that's a, it's a very different type of product we're now able to offer and for the end consumer they can go online they can look at you know if whether it's multifamily, whether it's choosing um whatever package they're going to have whether it's about you know you know there, there's so there's so much opportunity within within the, the the technology that it's you know we're, we're excited that it's that's a, that the way it can be applied to the whole living sector yeah and i think that you know from day one of our approach was you know very clear that you know the platform needs to be adaptable and agile so we can just adopt it change it 
and you know make it easy for our you know customers also for our staff so they can you know enjoy what they're doing it's just about uh, making a difference rather than uh, you know you know shipping one piece of paper to another or you know for other residents to sign a piece of paper and post it to you and then that gets lost in the post you know all of those things that we don't think about it because now we have this technology and we're relying on it rather than just all of those many things which is you know taking time uh, from your day to go to the post office you know we we recognize that you know other residents got a very um you know they're they don't have time to spend and you know they just want to have the minimum time and they want to contact us when they want to rather than when we are open and when we are available which is the key thing to success of any platform speaking of way of life you're also launching a new building soon yes we are doing lots of different things there and now i guess uh, you know as you probably know we launched other third party management uh, just at the end of last year, which we're very excited and we're having number of conversation with developers and investors and people who are new in this uh, sector. And, you know, I think that it's over, uh, I feel that it's over duty to make sure that we provide that service. Otherwise, we're gonna not going to be a, l- a responsible landlord and we're going back. And I think in terms of the multifamily, it's exciting times. We just launched one of our assets in Bromley on Bow that is uh, 204 um, apartments and it's a selection of the uh, one and two beds and we are in the middle of launching the next one which is 310 apartments in Tottenham which is uh, really exciting so it's uh, 510 apartments and single family and doing a third party management so we are uh, very fortunate uh, to be that busy and you know working uh, closely with Jack on his uh, ambitious uh, and you know building the single family home so will your third party management platform also be for other single family housing developers as well yes so that you know it, it, we are offering that platform to other uh, people who are looking at multi-family or single family homes as well but obviously you know we ha- we can operate it under the way of life or we can do the white label uh, for them too Perfect. Thank you both so much for your time.